Welcome to What If So What, the podcast where we ask what's possible with digital and figure out how to make it real in your business. I'm Jim Hertzfeld, and with me is Kim Williams-Jopek. We're part of Proficient's digital strategy team, and today we'll ask what if, so what, and most importantly, now what? So we're really excited to be here today. This is actually the inaugural podcast, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. How about you, Kim? You ready for this? I'm I'm very excited. I'm ready. I think we are going to hit it out of the park today. <laughs> That's great. Or down the lane. Right. I have right? the wrong analogy there. Okay. Right. So okay. so we've talked about this before, Jim, but I really want to know what does the Big Lebowski have to do with digital? Well, what what doesn't the Big Lebowski have to do with? Yeah, I, I am a fan. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. I hope there's some other fans out there that will catch catch where I'm going, but yeah, the big Lebowski, if you've heard of the dude, great character played yes. by Jeff, Jeff Bridges, great Coen brothers movie. And it's, if you really kind of unpack the film, it's really about uh, existentialism and nihilism, but it's about this, you know, this guy who kind of floats around life, gets himself involved in some crazy circumstances. And it's, it, it's a fun movie and it's an odd movie and it's a, you know, it's a quirky movie with a lot of quirky characters. And one of the things that is really central to the film, you know, aside from big ideas around existentialism, is bowling. This is what the dude and his pals do is, you know, they're, they're in a bowling league and, you know, it's sort of their pastime. What it has to do with digital is this. We have been, you know, I think we're in, in, a, in an era, if you will, where everything is digital. You hear it all the time. It's digital this, digital that. Sometimes we were wondering, have we gone too far with the word digital? Everything's a digital transformation. But it feels like when you talk to some people, it's very clear to them what's actually digital and what isn't. And so it reminded me of this question that I'd heard years ago, is bowling a game or a sport? Because, again, central to the dude and the Big Lebowski, but it's hard to tell because bowling uh, has leagues. There are, it's, it's on TV. There are professionals. You know, it's also something people just do for fun in the pastime. So it's not really a sport in the way we think of basketball, but it's not really a game in the way that we think of checkers, right? It's a little bit of both. And so it became kind of this metaphor for when we see something that is really digital, why do we think that that's digital and what does that mean? I think that's great. And you're right. I mean, I think back to my very first computer game, Frogger on Apple IIe. And <laughs> in my mind, like that was revolutionary. That was digital. And fast forward to now, we have conversations with our clients who want digital transformation, but when you break it down, they really just want to be able to personalize email and that's digital to them. And then you have other clients who really are looking at true automation and AI driven, you know, again, personalization, and that's digital transformation to them. So if, if everything's digital, like you said, what really is digital and right. do we even care? Why are we asking? Does it matter? Right. That's getting, getting into what motivates other businesses, right? To make these investments. And I think it helps us to understand what outcomes are looking for. And so we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that because we actually did quite a bit of research on this quite recently. Yeah. So let's get into that because I think you, you did a lot of research and some of what you found was fascinating. And I think some of what you found was pretty mundane yeah, <laughs> or yeah, expected. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that. What did, what kind of research did you do? How did it inform this definition? What, what did you find out? Well, you know, like, like all good research, you start with kind of a hypothesis and someone who sort of grew up digital 
from a career standpoint, again, I, I, I kind of know what it is, but our hypothesis started with multiple definitions of digital. So when we asked just sort of the open-ended question to get this started, just to kind of begin our research, we asked a bunch of people from all walks of life, what is digital? And we got a variety of answers back. And we did a little research on just what others think of it. And we came up when we formulated those into a, a key question. So what we asked people was we presented them with, with some definitions and we asked which ones felt like they were the best fit. So I'll read back what we heard first, which the first answer, number one answer was anything involving or relating to the use of computer technology. Number one answer, Frogger, exactly. Frogger, um, my TV remote right? My Office 365 migration. What What else? What else has a computer? What doesn't, right? Yeah. And that makes sense to me. I, I yeah. don't disagree. Yeah. But when you kind of, which when you kind of dig in to other people, especially in maybe certain, certain roles and key roles in businesses or people maybe on the West Coast or in Silicon Valley who might think of it differently, let's say maybe middle America. But the second definition, which was this, Ranked two, not far behind, but was reimagining business models, experimenting and becoming more agile and responding to customers and rivals. So that for us sort of highlighted that like, okay, what's this sort of startup mentality? You start to get in customer experiences and things that maybe consumers see. Because, you know, let's face it, a lot of people don't see the telemetry that's happening between, you know, agricultural equipments out and out in farm fields. We're not aware of that. It's not something we're used right. to. But it's a pretty big reimagination. But is it really customer focused? Not sure. Right. So we had to take a little farther. You know, now we're getting into the third definition was kind of into some of the, the what we call sort of back office and maybe traditional process stuff. And that was this. Number three, rethinking operational processes to be fully online and automated from customer interaction to back office processing. So we're thinking about digitization or digitalization or electronic signatures, making things, what, what Nicholas Necroponte called converting atoms to bits. It's a great book, Being Digital. Actually, it was informed a lot of our thinking as well. So I think that was, that's a good one. I think there's still a lot of room for that today. That's a great reference. We should add that to the show notes for people to take, check sure, out. Sure, sure. Yeah, we'll add that to the show notes. Thanks, Kim. Our first show notes. Kim, Our first yeah. show notes. Number four was uh, technology that creates a direct customer interaction with little or no employee intervention. So think Ooh, about, interesting. yeah, think about self-service. I'll be honest, this one was kind of my favorite definition. It kind of encompasses a lot of things, but it was in fourth place. It was, it was kind of at the bottom here. So a little surprised by that. It feels a little like robots take over the world in that choice. Yeah, but that's kind of cool, isn't it? Isn't that what, we're, <laughs> isn't that what we've been waiting for our whole lives? Um, so the last one was the number five was electronic technology that uses discrete values, zeros and ones to generate store and process data. Now that almost feels like in retrospect, kind of a tongue in cheek definition. <laughs> so A little bit. Yeah. Back but, to Frogger a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Or like an abacus, yeah, I guess, an electronic right. one. So. Nothing really stood out in the research here uh, to us. I think um, just to kind of read the numbers here, the top four were all within plus or minus 5% of each other, four of the five. So that that gives us a, a sort of a inconclusive result, not to mention that number one was just, hey, anything to do with, with computer technology. 
It was a little disappointing. It is kind of fascinating. Yeah, a little disappointing and almost like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And can you really tell someone their definition of digital is wrong? And in the context of a business, how, how do you think about it? How should you how should you think about it? Where should you prioritize? You know, luckily we had another question in the survey, a couple other questions. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, good. Yeah. So another one we did, and, I, and this is sort of association, we tried to come up with some very tangible things. I didn't include Frogger, but in retrospect, I should have. Mm. But we presented a bunch of digital things, right, that people understand. And I'll just sample a few of them. But we said things like cloud computing, online marketing, chatbots, e-commerce, virtual reality, robotics, things like autonomous vehicles, blockchain, some of these things that really, again, kind of fit most of the definitions that we just listed. But here we started to break out a very distinct pattern. And so things like, uh, and I'll just read maybe the top ones, the things that came to be strongly associated with digital were things like cloud, online marketing, and chatbots. Things that were weakly associated with digital, even though we talked about digitization as in the definition, were back office, wireless networking, even autonomous vehicles were considered weakly associated with digital. And our conclusion, now we're starting to get somewhere here, we found there were really three characteristics, like things that were strongly associated with digital have these following characteristics. Number one, they're new. They're new to the world, the term, the, the technology, you know, the application is new. I don't want to say innovative because I think I had means something else, but they're brand new. Number two is they're very consumer customer focused, right? So they're things that people use, mm-hmm. right? They don't, they're not affected by it. They're sort of interactive with it. This key word, that's an old word coming back. And third was online, right? So it's, it's connected because some of these things that are digital, like a robot can work on its own. But some of these other, what were strongly associated with things that were more connected. So if it was new, it was sort of customer facing and it was connected, that has a strong association with digital. Speaking for myself, like a commerce site, yep, that's when, when that came out, yep, that felt pretty darn digital. It was new, it was very directly customer focused and certainly connected. And then the things that were weakly associated with digital uh, had these characteristics. One, they were automated. So they kind of, they were sort of robotic. They just took care of themselves. Secondly, they have some physical dimension to them, like a vehicle or anything sort of manufacturing related, sort of heavy or industrial. You know, and then thirdly, it was sort of operational. It really was accomplishing a business task and not necessarily like a, a consumer task. So now we're kind of finding some, some things that are sort of homing us in a little bit. You're right. And, and you're kind of blowing my mind because... I I like the definition that people gravitated towards new consumer focused online or connected. But I got to say, from a business perspective, the things that you're saying were not as closely associated surprises me. That's all about automation and real business value. So I, I keep coming back to the, you know, this what if yeah. of digital and I'm going to say, so yeah. what, Jim? Yeah, like, well, you know, we we're uh, don't give up hope yet, Kim. So. <laughs> We, we kind of, we started to conclude a couple of things. And I think there's kind of one really big takeaway for us and then we'll, we'll build up to it. But yeah, we did find that there's no clear consensus on the definition. There are a lot of definitions we think they apply or some attributes that maybe make people feel like it's more digital or it's not. Even the roles, like where uh, people sat in, in an organization, 
know, whether the marketing or IT, it really didn't change the preference. Wow. So it kind of left us with the final question. And here's where we had a very, very significant jump and it sort of saved us. And it's great when you, when your research finally <laughs> pays off. Um, <laughs> the so what is the so what? And now let me explain that. We asked the question, what do you think the benefits of digital are? So there's what, and then we just really directly asked why, and we're big, and uh -huh. we're big fans of Simon Sinek's Golden Circle. What, why, how? So the the why started to come to surface, and we asked, yep. why digital? Like if digital is all these, it's, it's everything, it's nothing. We're not sure what it is. Then you know why? Why should you care? And so we asked about, does it drive workplace collaboration? Yes. Is that the most important thing? No. Are we getting increased speed to market, brand loyalty? We asked about streamlining processes, uh, reducing operating costs, fulfilling the brand promise, even increasing brand awareness. And then what matters to everyone is pretty close is what about driving revenue? Like, isn't that why these businesses exist, right? <clears throat> There's really one thing that stood out far and above everything else, and that was improving a customer experience. And so we, we love that, right? We love that because that intuitively made sense to us. But what it told us is, and back to the existential existence, like where do I fit? Instead, it really shifted, why do I fit? Like wh what is my purpose? And it's really to drive, drive a great customer experience. That really came out far and above because everything kind of comes after that. And so, so the shift, our big takeaway was like, we, in a way, we, we were asking the wrong question. Right. It wasn't, what is it, so that we can identify it. It was, let's shift our thinking from being more digital to being more relevant to the reasons for digital. So instead of pinpointing what it means, trying to understand what those customers are trying to accomplish that happens to be digital or that can be done with digital. And that, we think, is the real question and the purpose for our existence, <laughs> if I can go that far. That makes sense. So it's very contextual. So it really gets to that, is bowling a game or a sport? Well, it's both. Yeah. I'm ha I want to have fun and I want to win, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that's it. That's I want to eat pizza and drink beer, or I want <laughs> to crush the competition in my next league game. Right. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Or do both. <laughs> I like <laughs> it. Yes. Yeah. True. Yeah. So... I think that's fascinating and it's really helping me understand maybe a little bit more about how businesses can start thinking about prioritizing uh, anything that they might call digital, but what can they do tomorrow? What can they do to really start moving forward on anything that they should or could or would call digital tomorrow? Or is even that the wrong thing to think about? I think this is coming up a lot. And I think at our point of view is is sort of becoming the direction that a lot of folks are going to. And I think pandemics aside, companies are becoming savvier and, and smarter about digital. So there's a time where in my career where you just had to be digital. You just had to go out there. You didn't need a business case. You didn't need a reason why. You just had to get out there. And that was great for a lot of companies was let's be honest, it was disastrous for many others, and there are a lot of lessons learned. Fast forward to today, we've sort of evolved that e-business transformation into digital transformation, and that's kind of taken on its own words. But I think as a lot of clients and brands are getting much savvier, they're not afraid to sort of question 
the sacred cows, if you will, about their, their existing investments. Was it worth it? And does anyone use it? Do we have the analytics and the data? And I know we'll talk a lot about that in other podcasts and future episodes, but it's forcing people to be able to re-examine and reevaluate on a regular basis the experiences and the capabilities that they're driving out to their customers and not be afraid to change them. And that's another value we talk about a lot here in our strategy practice is agility and alignment and the ability. Sometimes a great strategy is not just hitting one target. It's being able to hit any target. And so that means constantly having a readout or a finger on the pulse of you know, what the market is thinking and needs and not being afraid to change it. So that's, that's kind of my way takeaway. What do you think, Kim? Oh, what could what can any brand do tomorrow? I think you're right. I think it's constantly being able to reevaluate what you're doing and why you're doing it. And I like this notion of um, don't be afraid of the sacred cows. Like we really need to make sure that we're constantly looking at uh, how things are performing in light of the customer experience, because ultimately the customers are the ones that are going to drive all those other KPIs that you mentioned earlier. If they're happy, they'll go up. If customers are unhappy, they will go down. So I think really brands can take, starting tomorrow, take a look at everything they're doing in the digital space and kind of doing a uh, start, stop, continue exercise. And and that should be done pretty frequently. Exactly. Well, Kim, sacred cows make the best burgers. And just for the record, if I'm bowling, I want a burger, not a pizza, but I'll I'll keep the beer. Sounds good. I'm a vegetarian, so. <laughs> they make great veggie Beyond burgers. Burger. Yeah, Beyond Burger is fantastic. I love Beyond Burger. Yeah, another great innovation. It is really good. Yeah, it is pretty good. That's another good uh, what if. So yeah. what? Now what? Try Beyond Burger. Yeah. They're, they're good. All right, let's get those guys on the podcast. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, um, Kim, I think that we covered that research well. I hope folks got something out of this. And thanks for doing this podcast together. I'm looking forward to the rest. And we hope to see everyone or hear everyone in the future. You've been listening to What If So What with Jim Hertzfeld and Kim williams Chopet. Subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. You can find this season along with show notes at Proficient.com. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and other major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.